And welcome back to episode number 14. Yes, episode 14. Which happens to be the number of Sam Darnold. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, former Jet, Who? you know, to say the very least. Who? Right, exactly. Okay. Fitz Magic, but, you know, that's whether here nor there. Uh, episode 14. It's been wonderful talking about 13 sports, the 13 episodes of sports. And episode 14, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Right now we're going to go switch it up from football to baseball. Sean, there's been a lot of things going on within the MLB world. Obviously, we had got the Yankees playing absolutely well with the exception of the past series between the Rays and the aforementioned Mets. Mm-hmm. The Mets taking care of some business against Philadelphia, scoring 20 runs. 24. 24. So I wonder if that's ever happened in a season where a team has given up 24 runs and they wound up scoring 24 runs in the same year. I think Elias, I think it's been done three times, but not recently. Yeah. I think the last time was like the Royals in like 90-something. Right. I think that was like the last time. So it, it has happened, but not in a long time. Yeah, so... You know, that's that's a crazy stat right there. I thought that would never happen. And they that's the highest scoring uh game in Mets history. And well well what have I been saying since show one? These type of things only happen to the Mets. To the Mets. Right. <laughs> it, it just never fails, bro. The the team that breaks my heart every single year. But Meet the let's Mets. Move on well. Meet the Mets, greet yes. the Mets. Have your right heart up. broken by the Mets. Yes. Yes. Until they win. Well, we got, uh, you know, we got about uh, 24 more rings to catch up to. Don't worry our, about the rings. Our, Do not worry. our brothers you in, got the, 20, in, the, in the Bronx, you know. I think 25. Correct. But, Correct. you know, listen, that's whether here nor there again. Um, the Yankees, obviously, they played well. You know, like I said, they played well. The Mets been playing good so far down the stretch. But we're going to start it off with the Oakland Athletics. To throw a curveball to our listeners out there, the Oakland Athletics, my goodness, had they been hot, Sean, mm-hmm. and they have been hot. They tied Houston for first in the AL West. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that the Oakland A's would do that at the beginning of the year, let alone throughout the course of the year? Right. You know, and then since July 10th, they've been 23 and 8. And the last time that they held. A first place lead in the AL West. You got to go all the way back to August twenty fifth of twenty fourteen, mm-hmm. when they when they made it to the wild card mm-hmm. and they lost to Kansas City and they were up in that game too. Mm-hmm. So that's when they traded Cespedes for John Lester mm-hmm. and all that. You know, this is also another crazy stat. Josh Fegley, fifteen and two whenever he's in the lineup. Let's pause for one a second, Will, and let's. Have a moment of greatness for the name Fegley. Yes. <laughs> we see, well, like we hear hockey names and soccer names. Let's appreciate our baseball name, Josh Fegley. Yes. With a PH, not a F. Yes. P H E G L E Y. Fegley. Fegley. <laughs> Great name. Yes. Great name on the board. Sports salute to you, John Fe- Josh Fegley. That's right. With, you know, just keep with doing a capital with- PH. Yes. So, been awesome. Trevor Cahill dominating against the Astros, pitching seven innings and only giving up one hit and one walk with seven strikeouts to boot. He's been absolutely unbelievable. And to name names right now, Chris Davis, Matt Olson, Jed Lowry, Matt Chapman, 
Marcus Simeon, you know, these guys have been absolutely unbelievable for the money ball A's, for the swinging A's. I forgot who it was that um, I think it was the catcher for the A's. He came over from uh, Colorado. Yeah. And I, he said Matt Chapman's the best third baseman he's ever seen. Better than Nolan Arenado. He played with Nolan Arenado, who's considered the best third baseman in the in the game, which I think he is right now. I think him, Bryant, are like one, two. Why am I forgetting the catcher's name right now? I know who you're talking about, too. I forgot the guy's name, too. Jesus. But, well, I mean, Matt Chapman has been playing really, really well. He's been swinging the bat really, really well. Defensively, their third, second, I mean, third, short, second, first base, their infield world is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Simeon, Chapman, you know, I forgot who was that, uh, um, uh, Brett, uh, Brett La- uh, Jed, Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry, sorry. You're thinking of Brett Lowry. Brett Lowry, right. Well, that, that is an awesome third, short, second, and first. Yeah. And then, again, as you said, Chris. Chris Davis. Knocking the cover. Uh, uh, Stephen Piscotty. Stephen Piscotty. Right. Who the Cardinals, you know, they traded away. Well, you know, this, and well, the common denominator with all these guys, they're young. None of these guys are old. They're 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 super young. Jonathan Lucroy. Lucroy, there we Jonathan go. Jonathan Lucroy. Lucroy. Right. Lucroy. Who's, the catcher. Who, you know, three, four years ago was considered one of the best catchers, catchers with the, the Brewers the and Brewers. with the, he got traded over to Texas and then he goes over to Colorado. Colorado right. You know on the A's. Right. Well but well I think what we're forgetting is that staff well, that staff maybe you we all know who Trevor is. Cahill. We all know who Seth uh um Anaya, the, the guy that pitched the Anaya, uh, the no hitter against right, Boston. Right. Right. We know those um uh, those two guys. Right. They have a no name staff. Bullpen. Well, we know one guy in the pen now. Familiar. Familiar. But well, you know, I like to see, you know, teams like this win because, you know, we all get infatuated with the big names. Like you look at the Cubs, you got Bryant and Rizzo and Hayward and Lester, and you look at Nationals with you know Harper and Scherzer and Strasburg. You, you know, well, you know guys like Chapman and Olsen and Simeon. They don't jump out the mouth when you when you talk about the best players in the sport world, but they definitely are. Will and well, it's it was it's well, it's gonna be very interesting to see if they come back if they win the West. Houston better pray <laughs> that Seattle doesn't doesn't because I think we all know the Yankees Red Sox division loser is going to host the host the um a wild card game. Right. Houston better hope, better pray that Seattle slows down because Seattle has been playing really good baseball too. Especially so. last night, they could have lost that game last night to mm-hmm. Los Angeles. The, the Mariners played the Dodgers last night at Safeco Field and. They were up four one, and then you got to see this is this is funny. You got to see them go up. Who was it? Uh, Cody Bellinger hit a home run. Just Turner hit a home run last night from a Met. Right, Max Muncy hit a, hit the game tire. Mm-hmm. You know, game tying home run. And then before the the tying home run, before the game tying home run, I love it when television broadcasts put up stats. Like for example, Ed, Edwin Diaz, right? The closer for the Mariners, he's on the mound and he has, he's forty and zero, or the Mariners are forty and zero when they whenever they enter into the ninth inning. And I'm like, oh god, no! Don't put up those the good stats. old drinks. Don't put up those stats, please. <laughs> for the love, for the love of God, please do not put up those stats. 
you know, because it's just like you said, Sean, it's just the jinx. And then what happens? The next at bat comes in. Max Muncy comes in. Bang. Bang. Home run. <laughs> and I'm saying, and he knew it when, when the ball left his bat. I'm like, damn, you Mariners broadcast for doing this, <laughs> you know? Bang. So, yeah, they wound up they wound up playing a good game, and they, they, they wound up winning the game on a balk. A balk, yes. You know, so Heard that. we're all. Uh, this morning. Yeah, so the Mariners, are, they've been hot to say the very least, too. They've been, they've been playing very, very well. You know, but to get back to the A's for a second here, you talk about their rotation, about Manea and and uh, and Cahill. Trevor Cahill. They just traded for Mike Fires. He threw a no hitter mm-hmm. with Houston back three years ago against the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Edwin Jackson, journeyman, journeyman. When he's on, he's on. Right. Okay. They have Sean Kelly, Blake Trinian coming out of the bullpen. Lou Trevorino, uh, Yasmiro. Petit, 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 mm-hmm. right, and the aforementioned uh, Yeri's familia. So it, it's just, it, dude, it, it's nuts what what Oakland is doing right now, and especially in a ballpark. And we've mentioned it time in and time out about the Oakland Coliseum, with all its foul territory and how the, that foul territory can be really game changer for those pitchers <laughs> and for that team. Mm-hmm. That can really play into real effect and can pay great dividends right. for that Oakland A's team down the stretch. And the Yankees have to play Oakland at Oakland in September. The Yankees schedule makers did not do them any favors to give them a West Coast trip in September. And they usually go Ouch. to the West Coast in May. In May, right. So to to, to 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 put it in September and then you're playing teams that's hot, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we could have a clearer playoff picture or we could have a messier playoff pitcher right. in the next couple of weeks because again the Yankees gotta go face the A's. Right now those are, you know, one two. Right. A wild card one, a wild card two. So but you know, well, you know, they've been playing well and we and you know this is why Billy Bean and staff, this 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 is why they don't go out and sign big name free agents. They trust their farm. They trust their player the um the development. Right. And they well, and the bigger the the to me the biggest thing that they do is they trust what they see. Mm-hmm. The eye test will never fail you. I tell people that at work, I'm like, yo, if you see something, that's what it is. Don't let you don't create something in your mind and think, oh well, what I saw, I did, it, it's nothing. No, you saw it. That's yeah. what it is. Yep. If a rat ran across the you know, same street. Oh no, that was uh, I don't know. That was a piece of you know foil. Right. No, it, it was a rat. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and they trust what they see. Yeah, they trust what they see, and oh, yeah. they don't go against it. Well, if they lose seven out of ten, teams where they go, oh, my God, we we have to make no. They see no. We know exactly why we lost seven out of ten. Slight adjustment here, slight adjustment there, because we know. We're going to turn right back around. They and play the numbers game. Seven out of ten. They play. They play the numbers game. Right. So, and that's what Billy Bean and Moneyball is all about up there right. in Oakland. Right. They've been, like I said, they've been twenty three and eight since July tenth, and they're winners of seven out of their last ten. And they're on a two game winning streak right now. Seattle, they won last night. They're only three and a half out in the division. So realistically, it's right there for them in the wild card right now. Like you said, dude, it's really 
it's really a, a three-team race for that second spot. I don't, I don't see the Yankees faltering here no, no. without a shadow of a doubt. Right. But, again, stranger things have happened. And we have seen stranger things happen throughout the course of a Major League Baseball season. Four game lead with 14 to go. And the champagne would taste sweeter. And we all know who said that, Will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. You know, and then you have going, going into the National League right now when it comes to, you know, the, the, the whole craziness. Atlanta is up on top of a half a game between the Philadelphia Phillies. They've been losers of their last three in a row. Um, you know, Washington, they're at 500 right now. Right. They're done. They are done. Wow. They, uh, that's coming. Yes, they are done. Wow. They're done. They're done. Stick a fork in them. I, I feel like they're done. Well, I want to count Washington out because they've, they've played really inconsistent, which is surprising. You know, they were the favorites in that East. Right. But, well, and uh, you know what? I'm going to. Do it again. I know when. I know not to go back to, not to change the whole sport uh, sport thing here, Will. But I kept on saying Francis' youth is going to show up at some point. Their youth is going to show up at some yeah, point. Yeah, but that's and soccer, never, bro. That's no, no, soccer. No, 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 no. Right. No, no, no. I'm making the same point here. Right. I was wrong with that, and I could be wrong with what I'm about to say, but I'm about to uh, say it. That's okay. Say it. Atlanta and Philly's youth has to show at some point. They've never been in a division race. In September, here's, Washington has here's, the here's, last three, four years. Right, that, and that's where the law of averages comes in. Right. With all the winning that Washington has done over the past four, three to four years, and especially over the last decade since 2012, since Bryce Harper came up, mm-hmm. okay, they, they've won without a shadow of a doubt. They've won. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia has quality veterans. Carlos Santana has been playing good. Jake Arrieta has been playing good. As Drubal Cabrera. As Drubal Cabrera, former Met, mm-hmm. comes over in a trade from the Mets. And he's been playing good for them so far since the trading deadline. The Atlanta Braves, they also have quality veterans too. Freddie Freeman was an MVP candidate. Nick Markakis, f- former Baltimore Oriole great. Been over there for the last three se- what two, three years. He's been playing great. He made it to his first All-Star team this year. Yeah, but well, we know what to expect from all those guys um, that you said. With the Braves, Acuna never been uh, been here. Ozzy and Albies, who I think is going to be an MVP real soon, he's never uh, been um, uh, been here. Mike Fultonevich, a pitcher, he's never uh, been here. Let's go to um, Philly now. Aaron Nola, he's never been here. Um, Cesar Hernandez, he's never been here. So I look at, you know, yes, those players that you mentioned, they've been in, you know, division races and pennants and, you know, saying uh, so on and so forth. But, well, I'm not saying Washington is going to come back and win the East. I don't think they will. But I won't stick a fork in them just yet on August. I, I agree with you on that one to a degree, You're right? Because well, they could win. They they could go on a ten game winning streak next month, and all of a sudden they go from eight back to one back. Right? And they, holy smokes! And Juan Soto is going to be an MVP in this league. Um, Somebody should check his birth certificate. Yes, I don't think he's, he's 19. not nineteen. There's no no way. 19. No way that kid's nineteen. But he is like a monster. I respect it. I respect it. But you know, he's he's, he's not like you know 
Right. Like, remember a couple years ago, Leo Nunez? Leo Nunez, right, right. With right. the Marlins, how he how he didn't he wasn't the right age, right? You know, right. So we'll see about that. I don't, I can't see this kid being nineteen. But right. again, think, the crazier things have happened. Right. But to go on to with the Braves here and with the Phillies, this is where they make their names mm-hmm. here. You know, this is where. You go out there and you play the games. Right. Okay? Forget experience. You could have all the experience in the world. I remember back 10 years ago when the Yankees, they traded for, because of all the injuries that happened for them in the final year of the stadium, when they went out and they got Pudge Rodriguez for a half a year. Right. They wound up getting Bobby Bray two years prior to help them out down the stretch in 06. Right. And what happened with that? They didn't make it to the postseason. You know, they were literally right there with Boston and they were right there with Tampa Bay. And what happened? Nothing. You know, sometimes experience doesn't doesn't say it doesn't do you any do justice. You know, you you said the eye test. Mm -hmm. They are what they were. You know, they are what they were. Denny Green, God, God, rest his soul. They are who we thought they were. Right. (laughs) You know, so the Yankees, that team was the same thing. Sometimes you don't need the veterans. You got to have some youth that brings the energy to the team. The fans love it over in Philadelphia and in Atlanta. And to say the very least, they've been winning games. Well, that's well, actually your Yankees are a very good point. Aaron Judge has only done it for uh, one year. Stanton, Stanton's a veteran, but the Marlins has been on bad teams. He's been on bad teams. Glaber, his first run, and Duhar, his first run. Greg Bird, his second run. I, I know last year he got hurt. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? So, it's 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 gonna well well to me those three teams: Yankees, Braves, Phillies. Especially those three teams. To me, they're gonna go as far as their kids right to take them right because we know what the veterans on each of those teams is gonna do. But when a guy walks Stanton. To get to Glaber, just for you right. know what I'm saying, the argument's sake, can Glaber come up? And, well, that's going to happen. Well, if I'm the ace, wild card, I'm up 3-2, and Stanton's up and Glaber's on deck, there's no way I'm pitching to uh, Stanton. Absolutely not. I'm, if first base is an open, I'm walking that guy, and I'm taking my chances against a player Who's never been there? If I will, I'd rather lose to Glaber uh, Tor- um, Torres. Torres than lose to John Cotto Sandin any day of the week. Okay, because I could see. Oh, well, why'd you pitch to um, uh, Sandin? Right. The guy could hit four hundred and and sixty foot bombs. Blah blah blah. Yeah, blah. yeah. You know what I'm saying so. Yeah. That's what uh, a die would do. Some oh, yeah. some guys would just go for the out right then and there. But you know, and then you talk about we talk about Atlanta and Philly, Chicago, the Cubs. They started they're, to kind of the uh, separate thing. themselves. Well, to, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing right now. St. Louis has been playing on fire. Matt Carpenter has been absolutely fuego. Mike Matheny got fired, and they played better. Yes. Like, that's that, crazy. That, that's a wake- no, it's not crazy. <laughs> that's a wake-up call right there. Yeah, right. That's let give you a perfect example. 2003 Marlins, right? They fired their manager in 03, and they wound up picking Jack McKeon up. And look what they did. Jack McKeon wound up leading a young, unproven Marlins team that had top prospects coming back from trades from that 1917 mm-hmm. and drafting well and signing guy, and signing a guy like Pudge Rodriguez to a one-year deal. And what happened? 
They wound up winning the World Series. They beat the Cubs in Chicago. They beat San Francisco with Barry Bonds. And they beat the Yankees and, they, and the Bronx. Yeah, in six. In six. So, you know, that's crazy. I remember all that happening. Right. So, realistically, that might be one of the greatest teams to ever win a World Series. Jack McKeon smoking that cigar. I can still see it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At Yankee Stadium in the clubhouse. You right. know, so he's been... He's a legend right there with himself. But the Cardinals, though, they get to the Cardinals right now. You know, they're playing absolutely phenomenal. Are they playing over their heads? I don't think so because a lot of people kind of expected them to be in this situation right now. They still the have, time is there, right? Right. They still have Yadi Molina. They still have Adam Wainwright being their 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 horse. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos Martinez. Right. One of my favorite names in um, – uh, uh, in all of the game world, Michael Waka. Michael Waka, yeah. And <laughs> he came Waka. back after, after what, 20, 2012. Mm-hmm. You know, he just came up hot. Mm-hmm. He gave, he pitched good. And then two years later, he goes up against uh, Travis Ishikawa and he gives up the home run. The home that, run that's yeah. what he's most known for. Right, right. You know, to send the Ishikawa sent the Giants over to the World Series right. in 2014. But that's all. that's all in the past. But the Cardinals right now, they're playing great. They're playing phenomenal. Another guy, Paul DeJong. Yeah. yeah, he's been playing great. Shortstop, right? Yeah, you know a lot of people, and he signed that big, massive extension, and everybody questioned it. You seeing the it. the future is now, and right now is Paul DeJong. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what I'm saying, and it was a definite a wake up um a wake up call. They traded Fam, and when Fam got that, was like, oh well, they're giving him a season, no, because Tommy Fam was playing uh, really, really well right. and last year. I'm saying uh, a breakout year, and and the same and the same thing goes. For Stephen Piscotty. And they traded away Piscotty for family reasons. And family I get that. Right, I understand right. that. Right. But right now what they're doing is absolutely unbelievable right. over there in St. Louis. But the Cubs are – I think the Cubs are still the class of them. And the Brewers, they got to watch out too because now, you know, well, like you said, the Cardinals, they've been playing really, really well. So now – so the Brewers got to kind of – you know, start playing water rolls. They could see themselves winning ninety games and not make the uh, playoffs, which is crazy. Pittsburgh trading for Chris Archer really hasn't panned out. It hasn't panned out. You know, I know Clint Hurdle's a great manager, and I get that and I understand that. But there's a lot of things that ultimately need to happen for the Pirates to ultimately go back. And PNC Park is an absolute beautiful stadium. Watching it on TV right. and seeing photos of that. beautiful Pittsburgh skyline. Mm-hmm. But they really, really, really need to get their act together soon. Pittsburgh forgot what the season was about. You know, well, sometimes you could have, you know, success and it kind of changes your whole thought process. Mm-hmm. You don't trade Garrett Cole and expect to win. Right. You trade a Garrett Cole. I, I know Houston gave you a haul, but you don't trade your best player. You don't trade your two best players because a lot of people forget that. Um, what's his name? Went to uh, Andrew McCutcheon. Right. So. You don't treat your two best players and expect to win. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be a reboot year. Yes, you're having success, but now you give up good prospects yeah. to Tampa, which in two, three years, Tampa's going to turn those guys into gems like they always do. Mm-hmm. For a guy that I know you have him under control for, I think, two more years, which is good, but you were not meant to compete this year. So right. I think they went a little bit over their heads. Right. So, and, and Pittsburgh is, like I said, Pittsburgh was playing good. They had the big winning streak going on. And now they're they're coming back to the pack. Right. Same thing with Milwaukee. Milwaukee, they're only a half game out, and they played the one bad thing with them. They're winners of three out of their last ten. They're losers of three in a row. Right. Not looking good right now. Right. But again, that team's too talented not to make it to the postseason. Right. You know, with the lineup that they have and Yelich, the pitching staff Spain, that they have. Aguilar, 
teams. Yeah. Mustakis. Mustakis. Um, know. they they got the second uh, um a scope from um right from Baltimore. Baltimore. You know, so they're right there with it. And then another thing too, Philly and Atlanta are tied for the division right now at sixty eight and fifty five. Okay, and in the West you have Arizona and Colorado. We didn't talk about the NL West yet. Right. That NOS is going to be like the wild, wild west. Arizona has come out of nowhere to take the lead now. But everybody loved them. Everybody loved them. Their pitching staff, they had a quality one through five. Their bullpen was really kind of sort of underrated mm-hmm. throughout the whole year. Their lineup is absolutely on point and key, mm-hmm. to say the very least. Paul Goldschmidt leading the way He's out there. He's had a great second half. Yeah. His first half was putrid. <laughs> so That's what happens, too. A lot of these guys... You know, that's why baseball is played in 162 games. Right. That's why it's it's probably one of the best sports because of the fact that a player can go out there and have a horrible April and May. See, i.e., see John Carlos Stanton. Right. Five strikeouts in right. one game or two five strikeout games in two games, and now he's batting almost 283. It's, right. it's mind boggling, but that's the type of player that he is. Right. It's the same thing with a. Paul Goldschmidt, right. you know, he started off cold. Rice Hopkins, the same thing. You know, it, it's just, you know, that that's what makes the game so great. That's right. why I love it. It's timeless. Right. You could be starting off. Nobody can remember what happened in April and May. You could have started off bad. Right. And then you go out, you perform during the dog days of the summer, and then you do what you got to do, and that's it. That's why if you're Boston, not to go back to the – at least, right? You, you, you. Maybe you want JD Martinez to kind of slow down here because he's on a torrid pace. You know, Will, Will. He's he is a legit triple crown threat, legit. Like he's going back and forth with the whole um, um, yeah. um the batting yeah. hit average, but AL leader home runs is him, RBI is him. Yeah. So I'm saying, so yes, he's a, he he's having a historical year. But what exactly what you just said? He's been hot from day one, right? You don't want him to get cold in October. That's the last thing you want. It, the law of averages states Says that he's he probably <laughs> going to, right? Because now you're going to go back to who you were depending on the past couple of postseasons when you haven't done well. Mookie Betts and Bogarts and Ben uh, 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 Attendee and you know um, uh, Mitch uh, Morland, right? And so you you know well exactly what you just said can work the complete. Opposite way. Sometimes you're too hot. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I know a cold streak is coming. And J.D. Martinez has one month to hit cold. Because when it gets cold, you do, he doesn't want, they don't want him to go cold. Especially if they face the Yankees. Because now you're talking about a playoff because, again, not to go back there, but, you know, well, you know, we all know in the playoffs, you you know, your starter only goes four or five max. I don't know why that is. I hate that fact that the playoffs not, become not really uh, bullpen. It depends. It depends on the team. Well, it depends on the team, right? But but I'm saying, but I can see this becoming a bullpen, a, a bullpen, you know, series if those two teams meet, right? Only because the Yankees have the better pen. Mm-hmm. So so if so if you know if CC gives them five, like okay, we got five. We we have guys for six, seven, eight, nine. Let's go and knock it out. So yeah, but yeah. So um, but uh, you know the West. The if you're the Dodgers, you can't come within a game of winning the World Series, and come back the next season and not make the 
uh, playoff. Because, well, I think we know, I think it looks like the NL wild card was going to come from the uh, uh, um, Central. Right. So if that's the case, you know, it looks like the West, even though all four teams are technically you know, could still win it. It seems only one of one one of those teams will. So to give you to give you a clear mm-hmm. standing on what these standings look like right now. Like I said before, you know, we gave you the division, the division leaders right now. Okay, we're gonna give you the wild card leaders, and it's it's a doozy right now in the NL in a good way. Atlanta and Philly are tied for that number one spot in the NL wild card. That second wild card spot goes to three teams, and they're all tied for that second wild card spot between Arizona and Colorado. They're all half half a game out of that top spot, mm-hmm. and and St. Louis. Right. So and Milwaukee is there. They're only a half game out of the second wild card spot, and the Dodgers are two two games out. After that, Pittsburgh, Washington. San Francisco, San Francisco, I think you stick a fork in them. Mm-hmm. I think they, the even year magic is over right, right. at this point. Um, you know, since, and then you have Cincinnati, the bottom dwellers. You have Cincinnati, the Mets, Marlins, and, and the Padres. Right. So it's right there. You have literally eight teams, not including the Cubs. My goodness. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Down the stretch, yeah, because you know you can make a case that the loser of the East is not going to make the uh, playoffs, even though I know they're you know first right right now. Well, look at the stats right here, Sean. It's crazy. Right, right. So the East, the se- well, I guess right now they have uh, Philly in second place, even though they're tied. Right. I guess whatever they determine, even though they're tied, who's who's first and who's um yeah uh, second. So right now they're they'll get the number one wildcard spot. Well, I think. You you guys can mark it down right now. I think in September all this is gonna change. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I think Cleveland, Cleveland. I think Chicago. <laughs> I think the Cubs are gonna go on hot streak. Cole Hamels has been money. Yes, I from agree. Since coming over, yeah, he's been money. And he pitched a guy no that I, Who did I think? I mean, who did I say should go after Cole Hamels? The Yankees, because I just had a feeling he just needed a re. He says the stuff. He just needed a change of uh, scenery. Uh, scenery, and he went to the Cubs, the National League, the easier league, right? And he's 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 pitched really really well. Oh yeah, and I feel like the Yankees got two two guys who, if you put them together, isn't isn't better than them. So I'm saying, so you know, what I'm saying, so um, the aforementioned Jay Happ who started today, right, and Lance Lynn who started on Friday, right. So that's that that that's crazy right there with. Cole Hamels, what he's doing in Chicago. Right. You know. Money. Absolute money. And they're doing money. it without Chris Bryant. Right. They're doing it without Chris Bryant. And they're doing it without you, Darvish, who they gave millions to. Right. So if he comes back, you added Hamels, you got Lester and Kendricks with Rizzo and Bryant when he comes back and Russell and Hayward and Zobrist and Javi Baez. I think a lot of people will, I think they're forgetting about the Cubs. This is a team who many people think could be could be you no know, win three out of four or four out of five and you know what I'm saying and you know and they had they had the same pieces from that twenty sixteen team too. Right. Another another guy that you forget too is the the kid Boat. Yes. From yes. from from them. He plays what, third base for them? Yeah. Dude, I was at the game where he had the game tying home run mm-hmm. against Arizona 
and then Rizzo hit the walk off. Yeah. I was in Chicago for that. My God. I you know, Wrigley Field was absolutely unbelievable. I can only imagine what it's like during October when the postseason rolls around for that. Aside from being cold, yes. Right. But <laughs> Boat, he's been having himself a great year, especially not only that moment where he tied the game against Arizona, but the walk off grand slam right. against Washington. Right. My goodness. Right. On Sunday night baseball. Sunday night. Right. So you know, he put himself he put a name for himself. Right. And he put it he put himself on the map for sure. But the Cubs were no, playing. Well, he put himself on the board. He put yes. He put himself on the board. There you go. With on the board sports. But you know to move on, dude, it, the whole NL has been crazy, but we we we've been saving the the best for last, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees the Yankees have been playing absolutely they've been playing good, like I said before to start the show. Mm-hmm. They lost two out of three out of Tampa. They lost the, the rain out game to the Mets that got made up for, for Sunday Night Baseball. And before I go to the Yankees, a lot of people ragging on the Keith Olbermann uh, broadcasting. You know, I wasn't there for it. I didn't. I wasn't there to listen to him commentate, but I am sticking up for the guy. I like him. He's a good, you know, he's witty. He knows how to make jokes. And he's, you know, he's been in the business for for almost 40 years. You know, so I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I feel like those are just you know people that want something to just uh, to complain about. Talk about, yeah. I'm I, I like Keith. No, you, nobody likes Trump, so you know, so so you know, any time his name is mentioned or something of you know his elk is, you know, what I'm saying, right. mentioned, there's always going to be um, uh, something there. Where, I, but I like I like Keith. Yeah, Oldman. yeah, of course. I mean, sure, he, K-O, may, yeah. he may say he may say a couple of crazy Some things, radical things, yeah. But, but you know what? Good. That that's him. That's yeah. him. That's fine. Right. He's dry. And the best thing is. If he keeps it neutral in a game, especially on an ESPN broadcast, if he's neutral about both teams, let him be that way. That's right, fine. Right. You want you want Michael K to come and broadcast the game? That's the one thing that most of these commentators get taught in school that a lot of people do not understand. You got to be neutral yep. about a lot of things, and especially. Michael K isn't. <laughs> well, when, whenever he broadcasts games on FS1, you know he's he's obviously the broadcaster for. For the yeah. S network, I get that. I understand that. But when he does his FS one games, he's good. He's not bad. I think, there's, I think the issue with that is, you know, well, it's hard to be neutral when the team you broadcast for you're a fan of. Right. Michael K is Bronx born, Bronx raised, Bronx schooled, Fordham University. So it's it's very very. That's why when when they got swept, instead of owning up to getting swept, he was quick to blame. Injuries and guys who weren't there. That that was Michael K. the fan talking. That was not Michael K. the neutral. Michael K. Right. Listen, they got swept. Frazier, Frazier and Jacoby wasn't not gonna save them. They got swept. Period. Well, I just uh, said it. The um, and I test. The yeah. players went out there and and they got swept. It doesn't matter that Frazier hasn't played in months. Right. Ellsbury hasn't played all year. Well, Ellsbury's on the DL now right. for the rest of the year. So he's done. So you bank on two guys who haven't played in weeks or months right. to be like, oh, well, yeah, no. Yeah. They got swept. But to make your point, um, 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 that whole Keith thing, that got um, uh, yeah, just blown out. But I, you know, the Yankees would have won if any other pitcher would have pitched. Right. But, but like we said, Jacob DeGrom, well, I swear, if Jacob DeGrom had four, four or five more wins, he's an NL Cy Young, period. Right. 
guy's been leading in ERA. He's he's going to go on as a leader in ERA and not win a Cy Young. And that is a sh- that, and that, that that is a crime. You're talking about Degrom? Yes. I think Degrom is going to win the Cy Young. I don't shit. think he is. I don't think there's who, no who way. else is out there. I don't think there's who no else is out there. Well, I don't Sean. think there's no way to give a a pitcher that could end up with a losing. Record, the Cy Young. That is absurd. 2012, Felix Hernandez, he won Cy Young. He went 500. And 500. he won Cy he won, Doesn't matter. He well, won Cy Young. Well, I just think the stigma of the Mets, the fact that this guy has the lowest run put for, for you know, for a guy that has starts in the, in the history of the sport, a sport that goes back to the 1800s, Well, <laughs> Yeah. I, I I just, you know, really, really uh, can't, can't see it, man. But, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, aside from that, Tampa came. The Yankees lost two out of three. But, well, it's kind of like we said. Teams match. There's just, just, they're just teams that match up against other teams well. And Tampa matched up against the against them well. Not surprised that they lost two uh, out of three. But the Baltimore series, sorry, the Toronto series, well, the Blue Jays came in at the perfect time. The Yankees kind of needed a team to kind of beat up against, and that's what uh, they've done. Shout out to the 1998 team yesterday. Oh, I was there it, for that. Right. That it, was great. It was great seeing the guys coming, and what do they do? They put up 11 runs, bashing the ball all over the place, standing home run, bird, bomb. You know what I'm saying? So that was really, really good. I know they're up now, so they should sweep. You know what I'm saying? So that was really, really good. Well, they have to continue beating the teams that they should beat. On top of that, that West Coast ship in about a week and a half. That's they, gonna be that's gonna be a backbreaker. They gotta win they that gotta series. Win. They don't have to sweep, but that Oakland series is monumental yes. right now. Monumental. They gotta at least take two out uh, of three because that's one thing with the A's. The, it's not that the A's have played the Royals and. The White Sox. The A's have caught up by playing teams in their division. They've beaten um, Houston. They've beaten Seattle. They've beaten um, the Angels. So, you know what I'm saying? So, that's going to be crucial. But the starters, well, I agree. The starters have to go deeper into games for the fact of you don't want to tax the bullpen. They've already been taxed. Right. So, you want to just make sure that, you know, if possible, you know, push the starters, you know, seven. Even if they gave up three, four runs, if the pitch count is low, boom, just you know, just have them there. Especially if you're up like by like three runs, four runs. Who cares if they give up like you know what I'm saying, of uh, four or five runs? If you're up ten five, and J. Happ has only thrown eighty uh, pitches, right, and he's through six, don't take him out because you have a shutdown pen. Let put him, him go. out for the seventh. Let him go. Let him go. And if he has, and if you're still up by five after, put him in for the eighth. Who cares? The less tax on the bullpen, the Better. deeper into October. Chapman could go, but Tantas could go. Robinson and company. And you see, go. and you see a lot of things going on in the Bronx with regards to Rolla Chapman. He's been absolutely been uh, a little crazy to say the very least. You know, a little erratic. Mm-hmm. You know, hasn't really pitched that good, good. since the All Star break. Right. Um, you know, Zach Britton since he's gotten here, he's been up and down. He's up been down, he's yeah. been an emotional roller coaster to watch, to say the very least. That's uh, the one trade I didn't do. I didn't think that you didn't like. Done. They should. You, you think uh, so? I, I, I think that I think Brian Cashman was like, look, look. Offensively, we got it. I think, you know, I understand bringing him in, but well, 
I'm always cautious of bringing in a closer and not making them close. It right. just messes with their head. It messes with the way they almost like a Flash Gordon up, back in 08. Uh, right, they had no eight, no four. Right, so if you're gonna bring in a closer, just make him close. Right, a perfect example: the ace, familiar. He's closing. That's it. That's why he's been he's been good. They're not pitching familiar in the seventh. Put him in the ninth. We're up. Close these games. Boom. So that was the one move because it's not like Britain will had a track record of pitching in the seventh, pitching in the eighth. Right. He's 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 been he's one of the best closers because he comes in in ninth, he shuts the door for a horrible team mm-hmm. and a team that's been bad the past you know what I'm saying uh, two or three years so um, that was the one one move but well as long as they take care of business and they get through that West Coast trip on the winning side of things well I think the Yankees can sail into at least the Walker game but well you never know you Boston never know. could have a collapse and now. Two or three shows um, from Down now, we're talking about the Yankees are in first. You right. just never, never know. Right. To add on to your point, they, they, like I said, the Yankees have won three in a row. They beat Toronto today. Uh, All right. You know, they're winners of six out of their last ten. Uh, Miguel Andujar has been absolutely on fire, to say the very least. He's probably the only Yankee right now that's batting above 300. Right. He's been absolutely crazy, to say the very least. Right. Uh, Severino finally finding his groove against the you know a desperate Toronto team, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, Lance Lynn having a great great game mm-hmm. on Friday night. Mm-hmm. He gave up the four runs. Yeah, I get that. I understand that it happens, but he found his groove. Wound up pitching shutout ball throughout the rest of the way, and then Jay Happ today wound up pitching very good too. So the pitching staff has been really really good. To get back to Miguel Andujar. He's leading rookies, AL rookies, in average slugging home runs, RBIs, runs, and war. Mm-hmm. So what does that show you? You know, that he's been awesome with a capital A. Which is why Brian Cashman is always hesitant to trade Glaber or him because the, these are the guys that you're going to need. You have them under control for years. Why trade them now? Right. Especially Glaber. The only issue is... Glaber gets hurt, but, the, you know. The one thing that scares me is the fact that this team right now, they got to get Gary Sanchez back healthy. Mm-hmm. Austin Romine has been playing good, but he got hurt yesterday. He's He took one of the weirdest, like, bounces. The umpire had to catch him I saw, before, yeah. he, before he fell. Right, yeah. I mean, that, I, that, I, that. I saw that, too. I was literally, like, <laughs> rose away watching it. I'm saying to myself, wow, look right. at him fuck, almost falling on the floor. Right. You know, but he's, you know. Kyle Higashoka, he's been playing good for them. Uh, you know, they put they put Brett Gardner today down into the ninth spot, which I actually like. You give them no, you know, you if someone gets on uh, in the third, you have a quality bat there. You have two quality bats, especially with Aaron Hicks leading off the game too. Right. So, and he, Aaron Hicks has been absolutely I mean, killing no it. Season that Hicks is having, right? Right. And they put Miguel Andujar in the third hole. Right. So in the three hole, yeah, Gregorius batting cleanup today. He got he left the game today for for a reason, you know. Hurt probably hurt himself. He hurt himself at first base today. But uh, Greg Bird finding his finding his uh, niche. He had a grand slam in the first inning today. A lot of people yes yesterday were booing him, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, you know, this guy's got to wake up." Well, he's waking up so far. He's hit two home runs in the past two games. Yeah, it's against Toronto, but it's something. 
the Yankees have produced quality first basemen throughout the years, and Greg Bird is, was looked upon as the next one. So I think that's what the lack of impatience, and plus he's been hurt. So it's like you know, it's, it's it's like it's been a revolving door. Like last year they tried Chris Carter, that was a that was a bust. Bust. Neil Walker tweeted, but Neil Walker isn't. A, Neil isn't Walker a is a first baseman, baseman. So, uh, second baseman, right? But they played him at first, and that hasn't worked. So they do you know. But I think the the lack of patience comes from the fact that Bird gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? So, right. And the one and the one thing too with the Yankees right now to get back on the bullpen, Sonny Gray. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know if they're going to put him back in the rotation. I don't know. But if they put him in the bullpen and he has a couple of days off and he's he just does his thing for two innings, three innings, he could be like the Mike Mussini in Game 7 of the 2003 ALCS mm-hmm. where he just comes in, he's a reliever, he's got the stuff, it moves, it's dirty. The thing is, he's got to attack the hitters. Mm-hmm. He cannot play... Picking the corners and everything like that because that's where he's going to lose his battle. I don't want to see why pitchers do that in the first place because you're not always going to hit the corner. Right. You're going to hang a slider. Right. It's going to get crushed. Yeah. You're going to hang a curveball. It's going to get crushed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why Jacob DeGrom is pitching. Jacob DeGrom doesn't care about the corner. He's throwing that thing 90 and 97. He said, he said a quote yesterday. I'm, I'm going to look this quote up right now, and we're going to switch it up to the Mets mm-hmm. here right now, and then we'll go back to the Yankees for a little bit. But to go to Jacob DeGrom, he said something very, very interesting yesterday. And a lot of people that I talked to, friends of mine, a couple of them are Mets fans, a couple of them are Yankee fans. Was it the quote about uh, um, they gave me some runs so I was able to go out and, uh, and, uh, and do my thing? There, there was another one. There was, <laughs> was another like, one. Uh, yeah, Mets, he definitely took a shot at you guys. Bro. No, there was another one. Because <laughs> the pitching coach yesterday for them, Wound up going out to him, and he looked like he was running out of gas. Dave Island. Yep. Dave Island, former Yankee. I love that. They try and hire Yankee guys. Dave, Dave Island. Kevin Long. Kevin Long, <laughs> trying to be like the Yankees. <laughs> no. Get guys that play to your ballpark, and you'll win. Right. But that's besides the point. He says, quote, I definitely wanted to go out there and throw the ball well, but every time I take the mound, I want to put up zeros. What other guys do is out of my control. I love that quote. Mm-hmm. I love that quote. That means that he's focusing in on his stuff. He wants to put up zeros. There is a, He is the ace. And if the Mets do trade this guy and he goes to another team. Which they will. <laughs> for you, for your sake, I hope they don't. Right, I, I really hope they don't. Because At, well, I guarantee you, the winter meetings in Florida, as it always is, or Arizona, whatever, they better not give them up for a bag of peanuts like they did Familia, right. because they'll then I'll go on a rant. I'm not even a meth fan. A I will go on a rant. Like a I'll go on a rant for that right. because that's ridiculous. Well, How do you let go of a guy a that possible Cy Young? A pos- not only a possible Cy Young, but the makeup that he has. He's fit for New York. One point seven. One, sorry, one point five six ERA. You know, and he one point five six. And he's like, and I think he's under five hundred. My friend, I was at the Yankee game. I was at the Yankee game on Monday, bro. And I'm saying to myself, you know, if this guy wants to go and start end it, let him. Why not? Mm-hmm. He's got nothing to prove. No, nah, but I think his pitching was at like one twelve, and you, and you, and you don't want to. You don't want to tire him out. I understand right, that, right. but dude. You let a guy like that rock. You see, you let a guy like you that rock. You have nothing to play for, but you still don't want to harm him. Well, Johan Santana's career was over 
the night that he that he pitched no hitter because his arm was in not 2012. built for 120, 125, which I think I think the final pitch goal was like one nineteen. But he's but to 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 be fair, he's been in the league. He was in the league for a real for seven eight years. Jacob Degrom has been in the league for like six years now. Yeah. He's twenty fourteen. A lot of people forget Jacob Degrom is thirty years old. He's he, he's young, but he's not that young. Yeah. He's he's not Steven Matz young. He's yeah. not Zach uh, Wheeler. Wheeler young. So, you know what I'm saying? But um, you know, listen, they've been playing well. Uh, this Jeff McNeil, he's not even a kid. He's like twenty seven. Yeah, but he's played really really well. Um, old ass Jose Reyes, he's been swinging the ball really really well. David Wright trying to make a comeback. Trying keyword. Um, Jose Batista, I'm surprised the team didn't take a chance on him at the trading uh, d- d- uh, uh, d- deadline mode because he swung a hot bat. He's played really well. He's played some good third base for them, um, left field, uh, uh, first base as well. But we'll, well, I think the Mets are going to finish, finish the season strong because all the arms are back. Bruce is coming back. Frazier is already back. Well, I think the Mets in the in next month, are going to show the fans a glimpse of what the season was supposed to be. That's what I. Th- that's that's what I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this right here with Degrom. Okay, finishing the game with 204 strikeouts, Degrom eclipsed 200 for the third time in his career. The only other Mets pitchers to achieve that were Tom Seaver nine times, Dwight Gooden four, and David Cohn four times. Degrom's 1.71 ERA would be the second lowest in franchise history over a full season. Trailing Gooden's 1.53 mark in 1985. So it is uh, 1.7, okay. Right. It would also be the sixth lowest of any pitcher since Major League Baseball lowered the mound to its current height in 1969. Only seven qualified starters have finished with an ERA below 1.75 since that time. Five of them won the Cy Young Award that season. And how great was Tom Receiver? He did it nine seasons. There was nine seasons straight. Yeah. Hall of Famer, yes. <laughs> One of our very few, but Hall of Famer, yes. But right. I mean I mean I mean look, listen, you know. Uh Syndergaard, he didn't pitch well um uh, uh Friday night. Well but well listen, the arms are back. Matz is back, Wheeler's back, uh Syndergaard de Grom. Um I don't know why Jason Vargas is still uh on this team. Um but um, you know, I would find a fifth a, a, a young guy. I know they've been having Corey um you know, as well as that uh, fifth guy, but you know, just just find a possible guy that could be that fifth guy, and let's let him, you know, have the you no know, five six starts for the rest of the year. For the Mets, their schedule coming up, they uh, they play Philly tonight in that Little League World Series uh, game mm-hmm. in Williamsport. Pretty cool, I yeah. guess you want to say. Mm-hmm. And then they go home. They play the, the San Francisco Giants for four games from Monday to Thursday. Kind of a weird schedule right there. Mm-hmm. And then they play Washington at home, and then they go out to Chicago the following week after that. So it's it's going to be pretty crazy and hectic for the Mets trying Against to three teams who are battling for the a playoffs. So. Right, right. Especially the Giants they're, and the Nationals. They're they're on the cusp yeah, of the cusp, right. whether or not they're going to their season's going to go down. And or, the Cubs are trying to hold off uh, the Brewers the, and the, the Cardinals. Three teams, yeah, yeah. And then the Yankees they go they take an off day tomorrow. They go tomorrow, meaning Monday. They go to Miami for two, and then they go to Baltimore on Friday. They play a doubleheader on Saturday at Camden Yards, and then they play on Sunday. I think the off days are good, so they'll be off Monday, Thursday. And they're going to need the rest. They're going to need the rest. So and, will that ha- – well, next next week's show, Yankees have to be 
six and zero. Absolutely, Have to, Miami has to be a breeze. Ten zip nine breeze. Baltimore has to be a breeze. Has to be a breeze. Did they, so I mean, if well, if we're here next week and they split the Marlins and they and they're splitting. Um, a Baltimore, it will go against my argument that I just said. Right, you got to be the team that you're supposed to be. Well, this is a because well, who? What is a week and a half after? Right, that West Coast trip daunted West West Coast trip. Speaking of the West Coast, the Oakland A's, the aforementioned Oakland A's that we talked about, they play Houston right now. Following, they go up against Texas for three games. Right, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then they go to Minnesota to face the Twins. Cake. Not really. The, Not really for the A's, but... Cake. Cake. Okay, the if way, you say the, so. The way that um, they've been um, playing, well, I can't see them beating Houston, beating Seattle, and losing to the Twins. No way. Yeah. Even though it's on the uh, road, but still. And then the Astros, they play up against Seattle coming up. That's going to be crazy, crazy... Big series. Crazy week, to say the very least. Big, and they go series. up against Los Angeles during the weekend coming up. And then they play Oakland again at home. So this Los is... Los Angeles who? The Angels. Angels, okay. Right, because they play the Dodgers this weekend. Uh, not the Dodgers, the, the Seattle. Seattle played the Dodgers, Dodgers this weekend, right. right? And then for Seattle to round out Seattle, and then it it's crazy. They go up against Houston this week, and then they have Arizona, powerhouse. So Both Western, right. NOS, ALS, that's, right. those are going to be the two divisions to watch in the last month. A lot of good, good games going up against... And then you have everything going on within the uh, the NL with the whole playoff picture going on right now. So right. it's 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 going to be absolutely a phenomenal ending of this 2018 season coming up. And there's going to be a lot to talk about next week. Be a lot of good teams who are left at home, and that's going to be crazy. Yep. So it's going to be it's going to be crazy to say the very least. Sean, I know you got a, lot, a couple of things to talk about. You have any final thoughts? Yes, excited to uh, start my uh, new job Tuesday, flying out to good old Orlando. Um, so definitely looking forward to that. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been, you know, downloading, listening. People, don't forget, we're on Spotify now. Yeah. So if you have an Android, you don't have Apple, womp womp. But hey, it's okay. And we're also on YouTube, too. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts, you know, guarantee you. Uh, that were there, and if you're not, let me know, and I'll make sure that we're there. But um, not I, not I. This is a team. We. I'm sorry. We will make sure. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. Once again, shout out Uncle Vinny for the grenades. Vin, Vin, notorious pink. The grenades. It's awesome with a capital A, baby. Right. People that have been on the show for the past couple weeks. One two combo. Mike Dunn at Easton, and even David Lazar from Drive David to Five. Lazar, you guys are awesome. Loose thoughts uh, podcast. You know, they shout out to him. Also, quick a shout out uh, to my mom. She had a rough week. She wasn't feeling well, but she's in better spirits now. So, mommy, I love you. Glad you're feeling better. Another another shout out going out to my friend Carl Rapp. I was hanging out with him last night. Twenty twenty nine. It's twenty ninth birthday. So it's coming up like August twenty first. Do you guys see all this? Gray hair, I'm I'm getting old. So yeah, thirty years old. Getting old. I got gray hair. I'm 27. So it is what it is. You know, it's, but uh, it's in the genes. Oh, oh it's it, shout out to Papa C, man. Papa Chirucci. Papa Chirucci, I love you, man. You're awesome with a capital A. And Mama Lynn, you're awesome with a capital A. They all so. say hello. Everybody yes. says hello. Yes. So <laughs> it, everybody says hello. No matter where I go, hey, how's Sean doing? Yeah, Sean's doing great. <laughs> 
But yeah, dude, it's, I love you guys. It's, Thank it's, you. It's phenomenal. We gotta get you out to Long Island to hang out with us. Dude, we have to. Yeah, we actually, gotta to talk to you about that um, after show. After show, yes. Yeah, I'm with it. You know, and where we can't go an episode without shutting out the great people here at Garfield Park Studio. Absolutely, Caleb back in the house. Caleb, our producer, Caleb a wonderful back. producer. Right, right. Matt, Bianca Lee, everybody, Mike, everybody. Yeah. Shout out to all you guys. Thanks yeah. as always. And for episode 14 with Caleb, our producer, Sean Thomas, aka Sean T. I'm Will Cherucci, a.k.a. Will C. On the Board Sports is logging out. You guys have a phenomenal week, and we will talk to you soon.